Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff. Of. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in this song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the wolf and the owl, and the owl. podcast Right you went, you went so deep in there. Mm. My earphones mm. went all fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, was incredible, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, um, you're like a sort of '80s cartoon hero. Thank like you. Who just found the sort of forbidden planet or something. Speaking of '80s cartoon hero, um, yeah. have you seen that they've rebooted He-Man? No. There's a trailer. It's coming out on Netflix very soon, mate. Were you a He-Man fan? Massive female fan. Right. You are going to lose your shit, bro. They've done a, like a new, it looks like a manga cartoon. It's just, what? mate, the animation's sick. Orko's in it. Man at Arms is in it. Skeletor, Castle Grayskull, all that shit. Battle Cat. She, everything. She-Ra? She-Ra? No. She-Ra was his girlfriend. Well, I don't bro. know. First of all, I think She-Ra was his sister or his cousin. All right. I almost thought they were a girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah. They've slightly adapted the hairstyle because that hairstyle even then was shit. Uh, but it looks amazing. Oh yeah, but I, you know what, I, I always respected him for that hairstyle. Why? I'm honest with you. Just, I just thought like, despite everything, he still kept onto that. You know, that hairstyle probably made him who he was. Probably, you know, he I had think those what muscles. Made him was, what made him what he was was the magical sword that gave him superhuman strength. But yeah, yeah but sure, you, we can you, we can say survive in school with a bob if you like. <laughs> no, but if you think about it, right, logically, yeah. right? Okay, he was just a this doofus. Is be, with this a is going to be a new thing for you. Right, he's he's like a doofus with a bad haircut, right, and a pair of leggings or jeggings, yeah. right. Finds that sword tights. and it's that changed him. Yeah, tights. Yeah. Right. You think about it. he wouldn't have even gone looking for that sword if he didn't have a bad haircut. Well, I don't know what the origin story is for He Man. Does he find the sword? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a bit like based on Arthur when Arthur found it in the lake. King Arthur, I mean, just in case. No, I know what you mean. I just think uh, King Arthur found yeah. it in a lake. Yeah. So what's the sword in the stone then? Oh, no, he got it late. He found it in the stone. And something about Lady Guinevere in the lake as well. Yeah, I know. I don't, basically, I don't know. I'm sort of... I think he threw the sword in the lake because it was he too He pulled much, the sword right? out of the stone and then threw yeah. it immediately threw it into a lake. And, no, everybody, no, and everybody the... else that had tried to get out of the stone were just like, are you fucking joking? We've been trying to get that out for, for, for weeks. People have been turning up here. Anyone with a great sword through history is really, you fucking, you've got to have a lot about you to have a hot sword. And I actually think probably He-Man... I'm going to see what this new haircut's all about, but that might be the bit that breaks, you know, the straw that breaks the horse's back for me. Okay. First of all, the saying is camel. <laughs> Secondly, if if the massive improvements they've made to He-Man are ruined for you because they've slightly changed his hairstyle, then th- that's on you, okay? I, I, is it an adult cartoon now, or is it, like, for kids? Or is it for both? I reckon... Well, in the trailer, it says after 40 years, so I reckon it's aimed at, like, sad fucks like you and me basically oh man 
I'm just going to kick back. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get a Domino's double decadence for that. What is a double decadence? <sighs> just the best pizza that's ever is, been. Uh, hold on, is this the one where there's like a cheese like, it's like a double layer oh, of pizza yeah. and there's cheese in between, right? Bechamel cheese sauce. Like, honestly, let me tell you now, there's three boys who live in your house who would love it, mate, and probably Elisa. You couldn't have it because it's not vegan, but it is incredible. It is. Well, it's interesting you say that, Tom, because week before last, yeah. we got, there's a, there's a guy, I can't remember the name of the company, they operate in Crawley, and yeah. they, it's, they, it's basically a mobile pizza oven. And you yeah. order, they turn up in your, they turn up and park up just outside your house, and then they make the pizzas in front of you. So they right. turn up. Ten minutes later, they just give you a load of boxes. With, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to explain it in this much detail, but they're traditional, you know, traditional middle yeah. class pizzas, right? You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Like the, yeah, posh pizzas. The posh pizzas. Yeah, they haven't got a hot dog running Stone through the crust. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. mate, delightful, absolutely delightful. Now, I, now, as soon as I've said that, your face has gone all funny because no, you no, don't no, no. because you don't like pizzas unless they've got ice cream injected into the dough or whatever. <laughs> no, listen, I make pizzas at home and I've got a pizza oven. I'm not going to lie. So you've okay? got a pizza oven. So when did you buy this pizza oven? I've had this pizza oven for probably since uh, actually no, before last lockdown. So I've had it about three years. That, that's okay. Right now, I'm going to give you credit there. Can you tell I'm a bit hyper? I've really, uh, 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 I'm a bit yeah, hyper. Yeah, it's like you've had an espresso or something before you. Do you know what? I've just had a, anyway, it doesn't matter. I haven't had anything. Dark Coke? Yeah, it is a Diet Coke. I think it's a Diet Coke that's done it to me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, three years ago, I think, is pre it being sort of cool. I, I think that shows yeah. a level of dedication because in the Look, last year, loads of people I know have got them. Yeah, I love outdoor cooking. So let me tell you, I and I mastered pizzas. I, I got to a place where actually I was able to sort of knock together something pretty decent. That said, if I was walking down the street and I saw like original Stone Bates pizzas mm. or a double decadence from Domino's, there would be no competition for me. Yeah, because you've the got a pizza decadence. oven at home. No, but the double decadence is up there with the best foods ever invented. Oh, it's wow. honestly incredible. What, what's Genuinely. so incredible about it? Just that extra layer of cheese. Honestly, I, I, I sit and I eat it and I marvel at who came up with it. Obviously, I thought when Stuffed Crust came out, I was like, fucking hell, someone there. So is this better than Stuffed Crust? Yeah, a million yeah, but times. It's like, it's basically... but I, I've seen, so I've been on, I've become slightly addicted to TikTok recently. And there's a lot yeah. of Domino's TikToks, right? And right. they showed how to make that double decadence. And it looks like a really thin layer of cheese, like in between the thing. Whereas a Stuffed Crust is like a proper thick ring of it, right? Yeah, but I don't know, that extra layer of cheese... I thought it was a bechamel sauce. I think the first time they came out, there was more of a sort of saucy sort of. Right. There was more of a cheesy. There was a more of a moist sort of like a, like a layer of moisture between the two. Mm. I don't want to know how to make it, by the way. Like it, you know those things where you just uh, that's just fine, man. That's someone else's fucking. I, magic I reckon. Trick. I reckon if you figured out how to make it, there'd be like a documentary about you in about six months, so they'd have to cut you out of your house. <laughs> 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 Just because if you were able to access something that you like that much. So, you know, when you taste something really delicious, oh. I, I think I think to myself, for my own safety, I have to not know how to recreate Do you not this. rinse it, though? Do, do I rinse it. That's that's what I'm really comfortable with. No, but you have, to, you have to try not to, man, because... Well, do you know what? Actually, if you do rinse it, you then become a bit sick of it. And actually, yeah. in, in a way, you do anaesthetise yourself from, from that. 
like now I know Dom, that, that double de- decadence is out. I don't know how long for. I don't genuinely. If anyone is at Domino's, please, I beg you, I urge you to get in touch to say just what the time frame is. Um, but uh, yeah, like for me, for me, I I, I, I won't, I'll probably have one every other week. Right. It's like when me and Jamie. Oh, I don't got think that's obsessed. that excessive. I don't think that's that excessive. No. I've been Jamie got obsessed with wingmans. Yeah, I know we you filming. had it all over Instagram because you're trying to get some sort of fucking I'm obsessed with it. Still obsessed with it because I haven't had it now for like a month, month and a half. Mm. So I've just sort of now I look forward to sort of like dipping my toe back into that. Sort of yeah, you know, walking in the restaurant, high fiving, and just yeah. Just exciting. Just you know, sometimes of... when something gives you an image, as you said, dipping my toe in, in my head was just you in swimming trunks dipping your toe into like a bucket of barbecue sauce. <laughs> what sort of trunks was I wearing? You actually wearing speedos, like proper trunks, <laughs> like not shorts. Yeah. That's the most indignifying look, isn't it? Like speedos on a man of our age. Yeah. On a certain man of our age. So, Tom, we've got a little bit of an unusual situation here on the podcast because for the first time we've been together. I mean, I know we've been together, but we've now been together. Actually, this did happen with the donuts when we met up the other day. But yeah, but I don't know how we tell how we tell the wolf and alpaca about what because normally what happens is we convey what's happened by talking to each other. Yeah. So now you and I both know what happened. We're going to be yeah. delivering it so, like, so a, like radio like a, hosts or some shit. Yeah, which is always eggy, isn't it? Mm. Why don't I play someone who doesn't know what's happened? Okay. Who who, who are you going to be? Uh, I will be uh, Graham uh, Sydenham, who's your new postman. Okay. I wouldn't talk to my I wouldn't tell this story to my postman. Okay. Who would you tell the story to? Uh, could you be like uh, one of the other dads? From the kids' okay. school. Okay, I am Walt Krausner, who is one of Theo's best friend's dads. One of Theo's best friend's dads. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, hi, Ramesh. Uh, I'm Walt Krausner. I'm. Uh, I know who you are. Man. Um, oh, really? Oh, you know. Just so you know. Just so you know, it, it's quite irritating that you, you introduce yourself by your full name every time I see you. I mean, our yeah, kids I just... have been, our kids have been best friends for three years now, so. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to keep say, saying I bought Krausner. Theo is turning into an absolute gentleman of a man. Yeah, yeah he's got a bright future in front of well, him. Well, uh, can I say the same about Amadeus? He, yes, yes, you yeah, can. he yes. is. Uh, yes. He really is showing some promise. I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I think he's really uh, overcome the stigma of that blacking up incident at the school panto from two years ago. Well, yes, yes. Well, you give a kid a big name, he's got big shoes to fill. Yeah, that's uh, my motto. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, um, a little birdie told me that you've been busy this weekend. Yeah, well, I went to see the. I went to watch uh, England Scotland at Wembley. I went to the game. Oh, who did you go with? I went with uh, a, a workmate, Tom Davis. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about something he said. What is it? Um, what is it? What is it he said that you're you're chuckling at there? Oh, I don't know. Something along the lines of something. Anyway, um, how was it? The game was dreadful, wasn't it? The game was dreadful. I had I had a really nice time with Tom. Um, I'm just. I'm sure if he was here, he'd say to everyone, he had an amazing time with you, and he respects you and loves you as a human being. <laughs> okay, that's a really weird thing to say. If you don't know what we say, well, <laughs> bear in mind you don't know Tom. You've never met him, but um, I'm going to say to you basically. In London, we were in London. I was in London during mm-hmm. the day. 
Yeah. And there were loads of Scottish fans. This has been massively, you know, heavily reported. Me and Tom yeah. got a We were in Soho. Tom was in an edit. I was um, doing some, like a couple of meetings. And we both got a car over to Wembley. And yeah. we the car pulled up at a bar that was full of Scottish fans. Now, oh. ordinarily, I would have got nervous about about that situation, just based on how leery the Scottish fans have been. But actually, I've got to say, we got out of the car. They were banging on the windows, but like sh- chanting our names and shouting and waving and just being absolutely sound. And a couple of them came out, asked for a photo. And even though they were ob- clearly hammered, they were great. And then yeah. Tom and I walked away to go and meet up with the people that sorted out the tickets. Thank you very much to Adidas London for hooking us up with the tickets. Very grateful. Yes. Tom uh, would also, I'm sure if he was here, say thanks to Adidas London, who put on an amazing spread. They did, actually. So thanks to uh, Gil and Laura for hooking all that up. Anyway... We met up with the people that we were going to be going into the game with. And as I was chatting to Tom and a couple of other people, bearing in mind, I've just been introduced to these people. I mean, a couple of them we knew, but most of them I met for the first time. A bloke is walking past and he stops and he goes, Romish Ranganathan. And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh my God. He calls his mates back. Oh my God, Romish, this is Romish. Romish is here, Romish is here. And then what followed, I would say, is one of the worst interactions I've ever had with a member of the public. Like, I think if Tom was here, he'd say it was one of the worst interactions that he'd ever witnessed. It was awful. The guy basically started telling me I was shit, started telling me I, I was not funny. One of his mates asked to have a photo taken with me. Uh, he started putting his finger up at me to um, try and block the photo as I was taking a photo with his mate. Bearing in mind, I didn't even fucking made eye contact with this geezer. He had walked past me, stopped, got excited, called his mates back, and then proceeded to basically roast me in front of all these people. And then I just made the decision to walk away. Tom and I walk away, and he continued to shout abuse at me as I walked down the road. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. I would, I, I had, bear in mind, all the stories from the weekend were about Scotland fans. That guy was head and shoulders the worst person I saw at the football and the worst person i've ever met in terms of the the short cameo he had in my life that it was absolutely fucking dreadful and i just want to take this opportunity walt just because i actually do have my microphone on here because we we, i am actually recording this for my podcast uh, i would just like to say to that bloke if you happen to be listening by any chance to this podcast maybe seeing oh i, I, I wonder if i was a bit off key i just want to say to you you were a fucking weapons-grade bellend. Uh, and I want you to know, I think you're a prick. Tom thinks you're a prick. And I imagine all the people that you're with thought you're a prick as well. Um, I, actually, uh, uh, Tom's here now. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's just walked weird. over. No, Tom often I, I, does I, just I, drop into the school. Well, yeah, I'm just here to see how Charlie's getting on, really. <laughs> um, I, would, I, I would like to reiterate, actually. I, I, I would say, number one, I think... The, the Scot- Scottish fans were genuinely... I think everyone we encountered from the Scottish fans, I thought were absolutely... Mate, they were like, quality. Legends. Like, quality. For, for, like, like for, for me, for the moment I got on the train in the morning, I was yeah. sat with a load of Scottish fans. They were absolutely incredible. Like, you know, the great party atmosphere they brought down. And, and what, what I really found really upsetting was 90% of England... Well, 95% of England fans that we met that day were amazing. Yeah, they were wicked, lovely. Most wicked. people were... We were incredible, and it was a real nice when, thing when we after the me game, and When we were at the game, people coming up to us who wanted photos or whatever, they were so polite. 
It was like yeah. apologizing so for the well, and you yeah. But that one guy was just toxic, like a toxic human being. Mate, and I, like genuinely, like I would say one of the most, just a nasty, like not nasty, horrible piece of work. And, you know, I think in just in every situation in life, I, I guarantee that there's just a string of people that felt very much like you felt or very much like felt like the group. He was, he was, he wasn't just, it wasn't, he wasn't just joking. He was very uh, aggressive. With well, his I, I would mannerism. say, I would say if, if you're listening to this, like, you know, people listening to me telling this story, I don't think I'm exaggerating when you, if, if he'd have started on me, it wouldn't have looked like a massive escalation from the way he was interacting. No. Like no, no, no. it looked like it could have turned into a fight. It was, it was I mad. thought the weirdest thing was just after that, the police stopped us. Oh mate, that was crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I think they might've seen that maybe and thought we maybe. were like hammered or something. Cause like, this police van pulled up and they basically just started chatting to us. I think they, what they were doing is just checking how calm people were like around the ground or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They, but it was a very strange interaction. Also, what I found really weird was me and you had been waiting for like about fucking 15 minutes for a light to change. Yeah. As a soon as, as, soon as the green man appeared, the police van pulls up. I thought, okay, so you can great. say what you want about the wall for now, but we will not jaywalk. Oh, absolutely um, actually, not. Where we say about people asking for photos. Um, I've not actually spoke to you about this. Uh, yeah. There was, there's a really nice, really lovely bunch of blokes who were on the table next to us mm. <laughs> at the football. Yeah. Um, actually, one of them was an ex-footballer himself, played for England, Seth Johnson. Shout out, Seth Johnson. Um, and there was one guy in particular who was genuinely, absolutely lovely. He could, he was such a nice guy. He was really chatty. Like, And at the end of the evening, he turned around to me. He said, oh, you know, it's been great meeting you and Romesh. It really has. You know, it's really great chatting. He said, actually, I've got a funny story about like you. And I said, oh, really? Oh, right. And he went, yeah, we were at the kar- um, uh, karaoke bar recently. And uh, there was a woman leathered and she started singing your song. And I was, that that very moment, I was like, your song, as in Elton John, your song. Oh and um, and then he went, yeah, she was so smashed out of her head. And she was like, what is the song? He goes, we're only human after all. So don't put your brain on, on me, hold right? On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, right? hold on, hold right? on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please tell me. This isn't what I think it is. No, this is what you think it is, right? So I stood there and I look, me and you had, had a, I'd had an amazing day of Romesh. We'd had a real good drink. We'd had a lot of It was quality. It was so and good. It, I, I'm standing with this guy who's been lovely to me. I've done about four or five photos on a video message for his daughter. I'm standing with him and I went, sorry. And he went, um, you know, that, you know, and we were all like, because we love that song. We love all your stuff. And I'm like, he thinks I'm Rag and Bone Man. <laughs> He thinks he has got a video message for his daughter and pictures of him at the football with Ramesh Ranganathan and Rag and Bone Man, right? <laughs> so I stood there and I didn't want to say anything to him. Like, genuinely, in that sort of scenario, and I think Ramesh, yeah, I, I'm very much a people... I, I did, I, he was so lovely, I was like, I'm not going to tell I've done the same thing. I've, I've, pretended not, to be, I've pretended to be Richard Iwade to some, but like some bloke <laughs> yeah. in the past. But um, and also shout out Ragged Bone Man, a lovely geezer. Yeah, we love very, him. Very very sweet. Yeah, he's a top he, bloke. absolutely an absolute G. Very nice to be caught. But I felt that really awkward and awkward not to turn around to him and because also I'm thinking this is going to be really really bad when you go home and you sit with all your family and go, well, yeah, that's Romesh. And then we met Ragged Bone Man and everyone's going, that's not Ragged Bone Man, that's oh, someone mate. else completely right. So then, I, but I didn't know really what to say. And then someone tweeted me and you on yesterday. Yeah, uh, on Saturday. Tweeting me you saying, um, uh, Romish and Tom, thanks for being lovely. Uh, also, apologies for Steve, who thought Tom was Ragged Bone Man. 
<laughs> and they, if you look, I'll, I'll put them up. We'll, we'll, we will put, we, we always say, but the pictures, uh, like this, this guy, and he was so into, I felt so bad that I wasn't Rag and Bone Man because he clearly was a massive fan. Yeah. And also he was asking how I, I was talking to him. He was a bricky. He was a bricklayer. So I was telling him that I used to work on building sites. He was like, I never knew that about you. So I hope now that he knows that it's not Rag and Bone Man because otherwise he's going to go around telling people that Rag and Bone Man used to work on building sites. It was a very strange. So what would you? Uh, it's the right thing, right? To pretend that you're one hundred percent. If somebody, if somebody, if you've had a conversation with somebody and they think you're someone else, my my policy is always to continue pretending that because I I, I do not want to have the conversation where it's like, embarrassing. It's for so involved. it's so embarrassing, and, and I've it's happened. It's happened once where the person realised mid conversation, and it was so awkward and horrific. That if they think I'm someone else, I'm just happy to pretend that I'm that person. It's just like I feel I felt so bad because he was such, obviously such a big rag and bone. I would genuinely hope if there's you know like you hope of people ending up together. I really hope I sincerely hope that this this guy Steve I believe his name was uh, bumps into rag and bone man. I'd love to make that happen that he could meet rag and bone man because he's clearly a big fan. Well, he can't be that big a fan. He thought you were him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think it's his dulcet tones. Maybe I mean. <laughs> But also, I found it was it was a it was a splendid display of like uh, just being around people was nice again, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, mate, it was great. And I, uh, by the way, I loved spending the evening with you, my brother. It was uh, yeah, mate, it, it was, was great. I, one of my only bits I was slightly upset about was the streaking because you did agree with. First me of all, I didn't ag- of- I didn't agree. I just said for a joke um, that I would streak if England didn't win the game, and then you posted it on Instagram. No, but also everyone at the table next to us thought you were going to. Well, we were there. We were there, as we said, we were there with Adidas, and Adidas started to panic that one of their guests <laughs> was going to end up streaking. But I never intended to do that. That was never. That was probably coolest moment of the night. I remember like you looking at me like I was an absolute don when Kieran Trippier looked round and sort of. No, I didn't. Me. No, I didn't. <laughs> did you I? Did. Did, no, no, I didn't. I did not look at you like you're an absolute don. What I saw, we were sat by the subs behind the like the bench or whatever, the, the, the thirsty way that you called out to Kieran Trippier was, I mean, looked across at me like I should, like I should be impressed by you going, hey, mate, mate, do you remember? Yeah. All right, go on. It, it, it. I don't know no, what you said to No, me. I just went like that. Key, 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 Kieran. Like that. He turned around. I do know him vaguely. And he no, just you did, how do you, like, what's, your, what's been your I've done soccer aim with him. Right. I mean, he's part of the soccer aim family. Yeah, he was just sort of. He gave me a knowing look. I was gutted he didn't get on because I think he. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, what that game didn't need was another defender. But <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great game, was it? No, no, no. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into all of it now. I just think. Well, have you been it, all depressed it, about it? I have been quite down about it. I think I, I had such high hopes. I mean, of what am I thinking? Fucking England's always going to be this way, isn't it? Actually, do you know what I have been depressed about since fucking that that day? Mm. This piece of fucking shit. Yeah, what's going on with your phone? I've got a ghost in on my phone. Have you ever had, had that Go- no, ghost screen? Not. It's basically where the screen works without you controlling what it's doing. So basically, oh, what, it, will, it starts like, tapping you... in buttons and shit. I yeah. have had that. Like when you're doing a text message, it starts adding letters and stuff. Yeah. So I after um fucking the game, obviously I was. Brit Mary got in the car to go home. Mm. Uh, didn't try. Let me just throw that out. And then uh, I start looking through people's, you know, Insta stories, just scrolling through that. Yeah. And 
one one interesting story comes up, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just reply quickly to this geezer I know. He put something quite funny up. Trippier, then, was it Trippier? No, it wasn't Kevin Trippier. No, he he, he came on. I think great to see you. Again. Great to see you again, mate. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get on. What's going on, mate? <laughs> Good luck Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and out of nowhere, it's like I, I pressed whatever I, was, I pressed what I was, whatever I was writing. I'd written B A, and then it clicked and went Babe, something something Babe, and then it set like it sent without me. The, the button was sending before I could even like keep up. What an elaborate story this is to try and overcome the fact that you got drunk, you got in a car, you thought it'd be funny to say Babe, then you regretted it, and now no, no, your no, phone genuinely. now your phone's ghosting. That's the story. No, it? mate, it's it's happened to about three or four in three or four different scenarios. It's just like it's just going going all over the place. I do you know at first I got so paranoid that someone had hacked into my phone and that that's what they were trying to do. Oh, you thought you were watching like a hacker on your phone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when it went into Moonpig, I realised unless they were just going to send loads of people Christmas and birthday cards, it probably wasn't that. And also, I mean, the big the big, I think the biggest thing that came out of the other night was was Uber ratings. So. What is yeah. your Uber? We started talking about Uber ratings. Was Uber ratings something you're aware of before? I know that we're all aware of the driver Uber rating. I know. I thought. Sort of, were you aware of that? Your uh, that you have an Uber. Rating? Yeah. So I sort of I didn't realize what how important it was when it came to Ubers until your car pulled pulled up and my car pulled up. Well, so this is my story on Uber ratings. I for a long time was five, right? Five star passenger. Okay. And I've taken a lot of Uber journeys, and I was proud of that. And what that means is if you've got a high rating, you'll get a car quicker because they think this person's like low maintenance or whatever, right? And then I went to LA where the Uber system is like different. You've got all sorts. And I think maybe the tipping system was different. Anyway, it fucking absolutely smashed my Uber rating to pieces. And what so did you then go down to? I think I went down to like maybe like 4.5 or something like that. So then I was like, so the average is 4.7. So if you're below 4.7, you're looking at a situation where drivers, I think, if there's any Uber drivers that listen to this, can you clarify whether I'm being right on this, right? So I'm pretty sure that if you're below that, then it, it, it starts to be, be a thing where maybe Uber drivers start second guessing whether they're going to pick you up or not, right? So then I did a bit of research and looked into how to get your Uber rating back up. And I worked and I toiled. I was polite. I didn't slam doors. I always made sure I was there when the Uber co- when the Uber arrived. And I have now got my rating through hard work and a level of expenditure on Uber that I don't really want to go into. I am now 4.88. That's three years later, right? Because I was right. in America three years ago. And that's when I got turned over. I've got it back to 4.88. I then asked Tom what his... Uh, Uber rating was, and what are you on, Tom? I'm on now. I'm on four point six five. Right, so it's four four point six five, which is up from you. Must, you must have had a great journey. No, it's gone. No, it's gone down. I was four four point six six. Oh shit! Okay, so it's gone down. Now, yeah. the the saddest thing about it is that you actually, I mean, the number of things that you said that you do in an Uber. First of all, you talk to the bloke, the the driver for the whole journey. For a lot of the journey, because I feel feel that they want to chat. So I'll have a chat with them. This is my I'm strategy. An affable guy. This is my strategy. And again, Look, I, Uber drivers get into. One, I, I don't. I think we're in a sad fucking place in the world where you got to get a strategy to get in a fucking car with someone. Like you're, you're like this is a different. I am such a free spirit. I get in. I mean, admittedly, 
now I'm like, oh, I do regret the fact that I often have food in the back of the yeah. car. So, so that's what a free spirit does. A free spirit takes smelly food in the back of someone else's car. No, <laughs> right, listen. All right. If, I, if I've got like an hour journey or an yeah. hour and a half journey, I'm like, mate, you were definitely stopping at McDonald's and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> like, have you, have you said to the Uber driver you can have whatever? Is that have actually happened? <laughs> yeah, I have. Of course, I have. Do you want anything? No. Okay. So that that's very. That, was... Those are two different things now. <laughs> so already, already your story has changed. Initially, no, 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 no. initially you made it out like you're fucking like Jay Z. <laughs> you pull up there, have whatever you want, mate. Then you change it to the half ass, which we all know in reality means I don't want you to say yes to this. The half ass. Do you want anything? Right. No. 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 I would say, do you want anything? Have whatever you want. Have, have, have whatever you like. That's what I'd say. Okay. If and have they ever yeah, taken that, you up on it? Yeah, I think I've brought a couple of drinks here and there. Drinks. Uh, yeah, okay. some chips. Probably a hot apple. I think once upon a time, a hot apple pie. Mm, okay. Like I've always, and then I'll eat my stuff. And yeah, sometimes I say, look, yeah, pull over if you want. We can eat this together, or yeah. Okay. All all of these driving. things. All of these things. If I was driving you, that that when you say pull over, we can eat this together. That's a star gone. When you say, let's go to McDonald's and get you whatever you want, that's a star gone, right? When you insist on talking to me the whole way, it's another star gone. So now, for, as far as I'm concerned, you're on two, okay? Yeah, but I... And that's see, before I, we even get into, I assume, you're farting in the car because you that's just a part of nature. And you you eulogised about farting and how important it was to you on the last episode. Look, Rob, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to anyone listening to this podcast. Have I ever farted in the back of an Uber or any, any kind of taxi? Of course I have. Yeah. yeah. I bet you have. I know you too well. Yeah, but the difference, between, never... the difference between you and me is I'm sneaky about it, whereas I imagine you cock your leg and then say something like, check a bit of that out or something to the driver. <laughs> no. Right, look, look, I know you too. Yeah, you are a sneaky farter. I've been three or four times in your company where You're I know you farted. You are you... such a friend. <laughs> you are such a sneaky farter. Oh, yeah, I'm a fighter and I'm proud of it. I'll turn around and say, sorry, mate, I'll just let one go. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I'll get a load of that. I'll go, mate, if you can smell saying that's my ass. I won't turn around like, I'm not like you. I'll go, oh, I wonder what that is. I wouldn't even say anything. Like, I would just have my headphones on. And then the geezer would just like, I guess, maybe not be sure if it was me or him. You would know it's not him. So he knows it's you. Look, sometimes I blame films, fields. I've gone, fucking cows stink, didn't they? Yeah. And he goes, we're in Soho, mate. <laughs> so anyway are you are you concerned enough about it to try and like are you going to do something about it well, i mean like that means changing who i am as a person because i don't i don't want them to fucking review and rate me as a human being a black cab you get a black cab you can have a right good laugh with him uh, and then get out and he's not going to go and like basically get on and go oh, I didn't really like him for this reason well, you know, mate you've got me money that's enough just say oh nice one mate cheers thank you for making the world turn and that's it you just go off and off, go off in your way okay. I don't rate everyone who comes around here I'm not on checker trade if a guy comes and fucks my garden fence I just go oh, I won't use him again okay I mean you're reacting very angrily to this because and <laughs> I know why it's because you think because the, the idea that I would have a higher Uber rate because in your head the dynamic of us is you, friendly, salt of the earth, man of the people, and you love to put this thing across that I'm a prick and I'm a grumpy arsehole. And now, the, the, the like, the, when... Yeah, when, but your grumpiness when now you, is... Like, everyone's like, oh, it's, well, I had that Romish in here. It was great because he didn't say anything. He ignored me the whole way. Rather than, oh, I had Tom Davidson the other day. He brought me like a McFlurry. 
and had a right laugh with him the old way. Well, it's what, like two different... what you what you think is a right laugh. I, I no, get, I get, no, listen, I get in and ask the guy, I'll have a chat with a guy at the beginning of the journey, right? And then I read it. After a little bit, I think, okay, I, I think this guy just is happy to crack on now. And then I just leave it. Do you ever fall asleep? What's, fall, what's the situation no. of falling asleep? L- l- I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. I, 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 in an Uber, no. Not in an Uber, no. I won't fall asleep. Why? And I will not, I will, I've never, and nor will I ever, eat in an Uber. Ever. Why? I just think eating in someone's car is such a big move, man. Like, do, do you, when you when you go to eat in the car, do you ask permission? Yeah, of course. I don't just like, pull over. I say, "Oh, mate, is it right, right, right if I have some food?" Mm. I don't just just like just. Like, I just, go, right, I just think I just think it's almost if you eat in someone's car, first of all, it will always smell right, and even like and, and when, even when you take a takeaway in your car from the takeaway back to your house, you have to buy a new car sometimes. Because it, the, yeah. the smell stays in there. Yeah, but for also, so long. what if you like the smell and someone go, gets in and goes, "Oh, oh, Big Macs." Or like... I, I don't want somebody getting in my car and going, "Oh, that reminds me of of Big Macs." I don't, that's not what I want my car to be. Even if they enjoy that smell, no, but you could also spray some like air, air freshener in the back. Yeah, but that's a job you're giving the Uber driver. I'm sure you've not got a little fucking whiz away in your pocket that you that I've got you some hand sanitizer. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll just start in my bag carrying a little reel of those, um, you know, the uh, jelly bean um, air fresheners. Mm, I like those. Yeah, they're so nice if you scratch them and sniff them. Really nice. Yeah, that would see. There we go. And that would actually make people like, oh, fucking hell, I feel a bit hungry. So, um, if yeah. any Uber drivers can get in touch and let us know how to boost your Uber rating, Tom's really upset about it. So I, I'm not, to, to be fair, I'm like that. If they don't like my custom and the way I am with people, I know for a fact. Don't get, why, are you getting all, why are you getting all arsy? I get a black cab, and that's what they like. They like that chat. They like a bit of a laugh. I had a real laugh the other day with a uh, black cab driver. I will. I, to, I, I'll yeah. be honest with you. I will actually chat to a black cab driver, but but yeah, I because they're connoisseurs of London. No, that, yeah, but also I think I don't want to make a sweeping generalisation. But in an Uber, they they don't really want to chat. In a black cab, they always almost always want to chat. It's a different Mate, vibe. Yeah, but that's the difference between me and you, isn't it? What do you mean? I'm, I'm just probably more comfortable in the black cabs. You're more comfortable in an Ubers. No, you're totally comfortable in an Uber. You're sitting there farting and asking them to get food for you. So you're comfortable. The problem is you don't like being starred down because you're, you're too fucking comfortable. Yeah, but... Would you eat in a black cab? Yeah. If I was going, if I was going a long way, and I'd, I'd bet any money, black cab driver, you pulled into McDonald's, went, mate, have whatever you want. Mm. It's on me. He would go, oh, fucking hell, mate. I'll have a... Yeah, go on then. Cheers, mate. That's nice, yeah. And he wouldn't then put put a star rate in. Black cab he? drivers, Uber drivers, car, whatever. Can you let us know what the rules are about food? If this is offensive yeah. as I'm making out, or am I overreacting? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm happy to be called wrong on this. Okay. Called wrong or called wrong? Do you want that kept in? <laughs> nah. <get rid> of <laughs> it. <laughs> I've got a real problem, Tom, that I want to talk to you about, mate. Go. Um, my sleeping is just, it's gone to shit, bro. And and like... What, you're not sleeping? I've just not slept. So basically, I started not looking at my phone the, an hour before bedtime, right? Put my phone yeah. to one side and not looking at an hour before bedtime. And it made a big difference, something about blue light and shit like that, right? 
and and not being across social media. So fine, that was working. And then I stopped. I fell out of that habit. Yeah. After we got back from the football, I got home at about I reckon one o'clock in the morning. Right. Right. Straight to sleep. We had an early start the next morning because we had to. We were doing bits and pieces. I mean, I I, I worked on Saturday, right? And then after I finished work about four. I was sat in front of my laptop. I fell asleep in front of my laptop for about an hour, I would say, 45 minutes an hour. So that's four till five, right? Then I had a gig last night. And then when I, when I came home, I tried to go to sleep. And because I'd napped that late, I, I just couldn't go to sleep till, I didn't get to sleep till three o'clock in the morning. And then I had to get up to go for Charlie's football. Basically, I need some sleep hygiene tips. I, I, you know, it's called sleep hygiene, isn't it? Like the yeah, good, yeah, the no, good yeah. habits of, of getting yourself to sleep. I am permanently, I cannot tell you the last time I wasn't exhausted, mate. Like it's... Well, number one, you need to, you need to be a better friend to yourself. What do you fucking, mean? You're, you're working, you're, you're burning it at all angles. You're like, oh, this. Like genuinely, like, you know, as soon as you're, we talked about this the other day. Like, and I, I've been where you are. I literally, what, a month and a half ago, that's all I was doing. Work, work, work. I was doing so many different things, spinning so many different plates. Fucking, I was doing three podcasts. I was doing fucking the Rednap show, King Gary, whatever. So many different things. Got to a point where I, all I was doing is fucking literally getting home, falling asleep for a bit on the sofa, then not sleeping. Then my anxiety kicks in. Then my paranoia kicks in, mm. right? So you, your head's whirling. Because you, like you say, if you nap late, or you nap in front of this, you know, you wake up at two in the morning and you can't get back to sleep, whatever. I will say this, and, I, and this isn't me doing a, um, a half-assed, like, fucking pitch, but... Nature can do these fucking CPD night fucking tablets. They are fucking incredible. I'm not even like, I'm not even, like, they are amazing. And I tell you what, they restore you as well. You feel like a million times better. This isn't an advert. This is, you know, but. Yeah, I str- when, Tom I str- do- when you do adverts, you don't, you normally don't name the product or whatever, do you? No. <laughs> these are, these are next level. Okay. For, for restoring, like, chilling your body, relaxing. You have one of them half an hour before bed, I guarantee you're getting a great night's right, sleep. Okay. I've actually got some, so I'm going to have one before I go to bed. What, and the ones in the little black yeah, yeah. thing? You, yeah. You need to get on it, brother. All right. Okay. I'm on Because you've got a lot going on. And I can tell you're tired now. How? I can see in your face. I know your face too well. What do you mean? How's my? Does my face look tired? No, you're just how you're holding your face. What do you mean? There's a tiredness to you. You're making it sound like I've had a stroke or something. What do you mean? No, no, no. What's going on with my face? You just look, you look like a little bit less awake than you probably did two or three days ago. Are you trying to avoid saying that my eyes droopier than normal? No, I never say that. I never make any accent. You just look a bit tired. You look a bit weary. Um, actually, this the other thing that we've done today is we're doing this in the evening. That We've always said we're going to stop doing that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah. The, the evening ones are always the worst. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, I feel tired. Yeah. I can tell. Because yeah. like the way your face is hanging off your skull. Doesn't feel nice, does it? Mate, my, my, my eyes do look baggy. Your eyes don't look baggy. I'll tell you what, though. Your skin looks absolutely delightful. I take a lot of care of my skin. Mm, I've got more too. skin on show than anyone else, haven't I? Think about it. Oh, yeah, good point. What, what's your skincare regime? Uh, I use like a, uh, anti-aging, like a sort of like anti-aging sort of like wash. Mm-hmm. just to get rid of all the mm-hmm. sort of like fucking spots and grease yeah yeah um and uh i exercise which is good for your skin drink lots of water yeah. that's about it water is the key boy 
How much water do you drink a day? I'm drinking a lot at the moment because uh, Lisa keeps telling me that I don't drink enough water. You're always drinking fizzy drinks. What do you mean I'm always drinking fizzy drinks? Always nice. You've always got a can of fizzy drink. No, I haven't. What are you talking about? Yeah, you've got to be careful with them because there's some really even the dark ones have got some really serious side effects. What are you on about? Fizzy drinks. I'm not. I don't yeah. want to. Look, I'm not going to go head to head with the fizzy drink companies. But there's some. Yeah. You know, no, but what do I drink? A lot of fizzy drinks. Yeah, you you like a fizzy drink, don't you? You like a Dr Pepper or starting Coca Cola. I I don't think I don't think I've had a, a Dr Pepper in ten years. How often do you have fizzy drinks? I'm going to level with you, but I think this is by coincidence that you've stumbled upon this. I do have a Diet Coke issue. Yeah, and they're, they're the worst ones. Control. Well, what a, what a surprise. The one that I happen to have a problem with is the worst one out of all of them. No, on, tell, me got, why. tell me why Diet Coke is worse than every right. other fizzy drink. It's got some chemical in it, right, that makes it taste mm. so delicious, but there's no sugar in it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, aspartamine. Aspartamine, which is really bad for eyesight and stuff. It can make you go blind if you drink too much of it. Okay, don't say to somebody who's got very clear eye problems, something like that. No, right, I've got eye problems. Mate, you need to look into stuff. You wouldn't get on a fucking spaceship and just go, oh, is this fucking... and not ask what the risks were, would you? You're right, you're right. Getting on a spaceship is the same as having a diet coat. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm, I'm such a fucking idiot. No, but you, you're quite a risk-averse person. Do you know what I mean? Like, and all the stuff I know of you, you wouldn't just, like, jump on a jet ski without someone... Tom, 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 Tom. If I opened a Diet Coke, and then if you saw me open a can of Diet Coke, and you saw me say something, just before I take a sip of this... Can I just get a full idea of what the risks are of this? <laughs> what would you think? No, I just think look into it, mate. And then he, and then the guy goes to me, there, there aren't, mate, it's, it's, a, it's a fizzy diet drink. I don't know what you mean. And then I say, well, I wouldn't get on a jet ski without checking the issues. And then he'll go, oh, yeah, that's a terrible example. And you're clearly a fucking moron. <laughs> no, right. What I'm trying to say, mate, is you've probably got more risk of dying from drinking too much fizzy drinks than you ha- have on a jet ski. Or yeah, obviously, it- because I've I've been on a jet ski once in my life. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So it's just... such an insane thing to say. Oh, I'm just saying, Joe, yeah, there's more to it than meets the eye. Why do you think Ronaldo's going to toe with Coca-Cola? Uh, what, you mean Ronaldo that did a Coca-Cola advert? That Ronaldo? Yeah, but why is he going toe-to-toe? Because he's realised that they're not actually the, the saints that they... You know, yeah, they're great at Christmas. I love the Christmas truck. I like it when the... You know, that, that's like, oh, Christmas is here. Christmas, you know, Santa Claus is coming, all that stuff. That's great. But you're playing free and easy, mate, with your health. and You've got to look into it. Did Wow Hydrate tell you to say all this? <laughs> no, no. Actually, Wow Hydrate, let me just say, I didn't realise there was 97 calories in each one of those puppies. I was wondering why I wasn't losing any weight. I'm having like three or four a day. <laughs> <laughs> 400 calories in fucking Wow Hydrate. It's fine if you're a fucking sportsman who's fucking a boxer or a footballer. But like literally, if you're if you're just a normal bloke who's just doing an average workout, even four of them a day. Water that Ronaldo is... thing was that Ronaldo thing was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I'd love to sit down and fucking break bread and ask him, but we'll have to leave that for another time. Can I give a little skincare tip? Go on. Okay. There's a bit of a story to this. Not a great story, but a story nonetheless. Lisa and I, as you know, I yeah. talked about this earlier in the podcast many many episodes ago. We were a, we got into Coach Trip. Yeah. Right? We were watching all the series of Coach Trip. And uh, on one of the episodes of Coach Trip, there's a guy, Rafe. I think it's Rafe from Apprentice. 
Oh yeah, one of those. great guy, great guy. Super posh, Dresses, super posh yeah, dude. Dresses incredibly well. Yeah, amazing skin, right? Yeah. Amazing skin. Anyway, on one of the episodes, they're talking about like what they do to keep themselves looking nice, and he says, "I use Umbrian clay, right, as a face mask thing." Immediately, Lisa and I go, "I think we should get some of that because that geezer skin's like great." We ordered the Umbrian clay. I'm going to tell you this now, mate. And it might be a placebo effect. Umbrian clay is a game changer. I'm telling you that now, right? You put it on your face, five minutes, you wash wash it off. I promise you, you will notice a difference imme- immediately. Is it like... I haven't felt this passionate about something since I talked about tahin. Wow. All right? Wow. We'll put that out there. And tahin, yeah? I mean, yeah. There was a real mixed crowd. I, I might try some of this Umbrian clay. Where do you get it from? I can't remember. We, we just look, we Google Amazon it and got it from. Yeah, I imagine Amazon would do it if you if you're a big Bezos fan. Get get it from Amazon. A big what? Bezos. Who's Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Do you know who Jeff Bezos is? No. Owns Amazon. Oh right, fucking who? He's yeah. He's gonna be doing all right for himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right, Tom. I'm surprised you don't you don't get asked to be like the financial correspondent <laughs> on the news shows more than you do. I, I, do you know what? I never even thought, I thought of like Amazon was like Tesco's or Asda. I didn't realise that there was someone, one person owned it all. So Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what the Tesco and Asda ownership is. One that enthralls me the most is, is it Puma and Adidas, two brothers that fell out and went head to head. There's a film in there somewhere, my friend. Adi Dazzler, is it? And then what's his brother's called? What? That's the name of the guy who started Adidas, Adi Dazzler. Is it really? I'm pretty sure it is. So let me just look it up because I don't want to get well. You got to be careful because what? Well, you're a big Adidas face now. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, Adolf Adi Dazzler. What was his brother called? Younger, young. His brother's called Rudolf. What the fuck? He called it Puma then. <laughs> because <laughs> he wants a fucking shoe called Rudolf Rudy Das. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but why why Puma? I suppose Puma's the coolest animal that's ever existed. Not true, but um, okay. Uh, would you like to do some emails, Tom? Let's do it, baby. We've we've sort of overrun slightly. I haven't got time to do loads. Um, thank you once again to the wonderful Swan who selected the emails. How's she feeling at the moment, Swan? How is she? Well, how is the Swan? Oh, mate, I'm talking to you now. So you know, I do these these podcasts from bed at the moment. Yeah. My for Father's Day, she got me a laptop desk. Oh wow! As I'm talking to you now. There is nothing on me. There's like a little like wooden desk with legs on it, and oh, nice. She was very. She actually told me she's quite nervous about what my reaction was going to be to this present, but it might be one of the best gifts I've ever received. Well, shout out the swan! So, well, shout out to the swan! Absolutely love you, darling. Um, wow, that's a sweet little sentiment. Well, it was just such a nice. She was very. It was very that's thoughtful. Very caring, okay, caring swan. Uh, hello, Wolf Allen Swan. Firstly, thank you for getting us through lockdown. Me and my wife are avid listeners and are massive fans. Not just in this podcast, but both of your work and accomplishments. You've both made lockdown ver- bearable with this podcast and your work on TV. Tom, Murder is Successful is what genuinely one of the funniest shows you've ever seen. And let me see what show of mine they refer Oh, no, it goes on. Uh, we love your friendship and how you both compliment each other. So they've not... <laughs> I'm... They've chosen for some reason not to single out any of my shows. So that's absolutely fine. I, I-, I wonder why the Swans picked this one out. My question is this, since you've become celebrities, have you had any bell ends from school try to reconnect with you and only because of your fame? 
That is from Rob and Amanda. Rob and Amanda. Actually, you know what? I know a couple called Rob and Amanda. Oh, that is them. Who went right into it? Oh, it'd be so funny if they, they themselves were the bellends no, no, they're about very which people. they were asking the question. Actually, two of my favourite people in the world. But anyway, listen. As, as is everyone else on the planet. But anyway, go on. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> right. I have actually had this. I've had it on a numerous occasions. I've had a lot of people who've got in contact asking for tickets to go and see Womesh or various other people that they think I know, mm. tickets for football games, FA Cup. The, wor- the worst one I had, I think, was someone who I sort of knew, but he didn't just get in touch. I sort of knew him a bit, but he asked to borrow quite a lot of money. Um, and I was like, you know, he put it on me quite, that he's in quite a sad point of his life. And I just thought, oh, this is, you know, I felt a lot. How, are we talking a lot of money? At first it was, yeah. And then I sort okay. of haggled with him of actually how much he needed and actually the problems he in, he was in, uh, the amount he was asking for, so felt quite excessive. And also I didn't have that kind of money just sitting around just going, oh, I hope someone comes to me with a problem. But, um, you have to I, liquidate one of your properties. Which yeah. Is- <laughs> um, so he came, he, yeah, so in the end I said, no, I can lend you this much, this much money. Um, and then he, he he literally, I lent him the money, put it in his bank, he, ne- he didn't get in contact with me. He's never, subsequently never got back in contact with me. And I felt quite down about this. And I spoke to my dad about it. And he said, think about how much you would have paid to get him out of your life. Because he was always trouble. And I thought, well, yeah, I'd have probably paid this. And he said, well, then you've got a deal. So let's say 500 quid. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. I've done that a couple of times where, where people have asked to borrow money. And like, you know, just random people on occasion. And you sort of think to yourself, well, if they're that desperate, I will do it. But you have to be prepared to write off the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a sad thing as well because I since then a couple of other people are sort of are actually probably maybe a probably a little bit more bit kinder in nature and probably would have paid back. It has burnt a little, and it, it's made me. If I'm honest with you, there's a number of things that have happened to me in the last. And yeah, you know, we we joke about and we joked about it the other night. I get on very well with people. I'm I'm a people person. I I've in the last probably two, three months I've started actually going, yeah, you know what, maybe I, I need to reassess like how I, how I go about treat, because I can sometimes treat people very well and I know I somehow get burnt. I get, I'm out of pocket or I'm, you know, mm. somehow that comes and bites me on the ass. It is, it's a thing where I, I sort of try and always believe the best in people or believe that people are doing it for the right reasons. You know, I've lent money to people and then, because of this situation, you think, oh, and then you, then you find out it was not the thing that they said it was. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I would say, like, I don't really mind people. Like, I've obviously had, not obviously, so that sounded a bit, but people do get, have got in touch with me from school days. I haven't spoken to since school and got in touch and said hello. Whatever. And I just genuinely, I generally don't mind it. I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily going to go meet up with them because we haven't seen each other since. I've got friends of, that I went to school with that we stayed friends. Yeah. And obviously, I still see those guys. But like, you know, people that I haven't spoken to since school, I'm not going to meet up with them now. But I do like, you know, it's nice to catch up and whatever. The, the one thing I did have once was like I was doing a show abroad and my aide, like Flo, my agent, got an email from this person that I was like I knew at uni. And they were like, oh, can you tell Ramesh that we we live over there and when he comes over, he should come, he should come say hello and we'd love to take him out for dinner. And... They were so horrible to me, you know, really? like so, mate, so horrible to me. Like, 
talked to me like I was shit, treated me dreadfully, like was so, like all of my recollections of interactions with them were, were, your were peers fucking or, awful. Like your age? But, like it was just, it, yeah, they were my age, but like they basically, there was this like social thing where they just thought they were better than me. Like, you know, not, it's not think they're better than me. You know, like when you have, even at uni, there's like a hierarchy of like social groups or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they just I mean, thought they were uni, like, but that's just right. Life, but they just thought, they just thought they were same as school really. They just thought they were a cut above. They're in the cool gang. And I was a bit of a, like, you know, just sort of considered me a bit of a, a twat, I guess, or something. I don't know that. Like, I, I, I remember it one time in particular, like this person that emailed off the curb, like did like basically in front of a load of people, just character assassinated me. Like just like a proper monologue about what a prick I am and how I pretend to be a nice bloke and I'm not and blah blah blah. And that was like one of the last things I remember hearing from them. And then we like you go off and you yeah. know you leave uni or whatever and go off and do your thing. The idea that they would then get in touch, with, I cu- I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, I don't know where this has come from. Is this like a thing where you go, well, we did know each other and maybe he will have he will know that that was a long time ago. And so I didn't, that doesn't mean anything. But if that doesn't mean anything, then us knowing each other doesn't mean anything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're strangers. It was so weird. Like, I just couldn't get my head around it. Like, you know, sometimes there'll be an email going, oh, Romesh is playing in my town and I used to go to school with him. And I'll message him back, you know, and like say hello to him after the show or whatever. But, and, and I get it, you know, that's, that's one thing. But honestly, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, how can you not know that, that this was a weird thing to do. It's really blew my mind. Did obviously clearly you didn't go out for dinner with him. Did you respond or you just did not respond or no? I just left it. I just left it. Did they go to your gig or? Do you know what? Because of COVID, the gig didn't happen. But um, it's due to happen at some point in the future. So we'll see, won't we? I'm not going to go to dinner with them. No, no. It's just in. I think a lot of people like that. Like it's, and I think probably a lot, lot of people just. Forget that sort of side of things, don't they? They forget. Yeah, like, maybe, you know. maybe. And also, what, or, we... or maybe there, there is a possibility that maybe I was I was oversensitive. You know, it's possible that I, the way I remember it is not actually how it went. Do you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you can interpret things differently, or maybe they thought they were being funny in that instance. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe like no, but, uh, the truth of the matter is, yeah, we all recollect. Everyone's going to have a different recollection of any every event. But the very nature of people like that, if I'm honest with you, who from any recollection I have of, of anyone at school who was in that hierarchy or sort of, you know, I left school pretty early, sort of just in life was in that sort of cool group, still kind of believe that they're that person. They're, mm. They still, even as, doesn't matter where, where they've gone, and they probably still are, whether they're, whatever sector they work in, they probably still sort of walk around with that air of sort of, they don't give really a fuck about anyone, that, that they, they're mm. that little bit better than everyone else. So... The thought that at any one point anyone's, no one's you you never did. Most people, no one's probably ever called out their behaviour and said, you know what, you, you made me feel like utter shit. Yeah, at yeah, this yeah. moment, yeah. they put, and if you did, they, you know, I don't know how how people. But then, but then, but then the other thing is the other thing that you think is like there might there's probably people that think oh, I'm an utter prick. Like I probably treated somebody like shit from school. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, you don't know, do you? You have these, you have so many little interactions with people. Yeah, you just don't know what impact you make on people, do you? Well, but I think that's the truth. Like for all of everyone, yeah, most of us are bumbling through life, trying to get a fix on. Especially when you're younger, trying to get a fix on who you are, what you're about, where you're headed, where you've been, yeah. and you're you're just trying to. And and of course, you you it's never always going to be a steady pond. You're sometimes mm-hmm. going to knock into people, and it's it, that that incident will have a different re- repercussion for you or a different repercussion for someone else. 
And yeah, you, I, I, I get on with 90% of people I meet. But I don't get on with, I'm not a fucking... I don't just walk around like a fucking Labrador with fucking two dicks. At times, no, I'm fucking... Exactly. <laughs> at times. You know, so you, you, you absolutely... And, you know, you're not one of these people that just apropos of, like, one interaction says, oh, you're one of my favourite people ever or we should go out for a beer or anything. Everybody <laughs> knows that you're not that guy. You don't give away your friendship easily like that. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you wouldn't, for example, just offer to go out for a drink with someone you'd never met and has just sent you an email, for example. Do you know what I mean? We know that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is why we all have to, you know, maybe maybe growth is change and change is good. Or maybe we all yeah, say the same. Uh, yeah. Or any other cliche that's completely unconnected to what we we're talking about. Um, okay. <laughs> this next email is from Tom. Wow. And they were like... Hi all. I hope the email finds you all well. Really enjoy the pod. Uh, I just had a quick question about cyclists. Now, I don't mean to give a big sweeping blanket statement because, as with everything, not all are the same. I don't mind a cyclist. I think it's a good, clean, efficient way of travelling and I'd be inclined to cycle more if I work closer to home. I work in a fairly rural, rural location, so a car is a must. I used to cycle to university, so I understand and appreciate the motive of cycling as a means of transport. Now, I've not read the rest of this email, but I think... I, it's pretty clear he's about to go two-footed two on cyclists, cyclists, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the equivalent of I'm not a racist, but yeah. essentially, yeah. right? Now, I'm usually a sweet, sweet soul, so laid back, I'm practically horizontal. However, I can't help but get completely enraged when I'm stuck behind a cyclist, cruising quite leisurely along the road, holding us all up while they're on a jolly, especially when there are pristine, designated cycle lanes on the other side of the curb. Genuinely, they're in better nick than the roads on account of the fact that nobody bloody uses them. And I know this for a fact because they're the same ones I used to coast on going to and from uni. I never came across another soul on them in all three years. I've sort of added a bit of stank to that. Yeah, I know. You really stank this up. Don't get me wrong. If the cyclist is grafting, it's not so bad. At least they're making an effort to keep a good pace. It's the ones who show no willing to pedal the bike they're so intent on exercising on and plod along in their lycra going five miles per hour on the flat, completely okay with the fact there's not enough room to safely overtake them. Is my frustration justified or do I need to sort my life out? Thanks a lot, Tom. Way T-Dog. Way to go. Uh, look, I, 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 will, I, would, I would sort of... It's hard not to agree with you. And, and, and when I, I, I think you can't really throw all cyclists uh, into the same pot. I think that the ones, I, the ones who ride like a sort of peloton or whatever they call it, and they ride... that You're talking about, Tom. And they're just literally going on a Sunday pace on a weekday. They are abhorrent there, and often, wow. yeah, yeah, they're wow. hot. yeah, yeah, they're not for me. Those people, and even if you shout out the window and swear at them, they'll that's when they get um, they'll really put a little bit of stank into their legs, and they'll try and catch up. Oh wow, up. what absolute! Oh god, that's really honestly, God. So you roll down the window and you swear at them and stuff, and they react badly. Fucking hell, they really are pieces of shit, aren't they? No, I mean, I guess you like them, right? Where, where are you? What, mate, what, why do you say that? Why do you say well, that? Because you're sticking up for them. I, I look I'm at not them. sticking up for them. You just said, I'll tell you when they get really bad, when you roll down your window no, no, and no, swear no, no. at them. This stuff. is where you're stuck behind them. You can't overtake them. And they're all like riding Peloton. They're all chatting amongst themselves. Yeah. And they're on a country road. And you, yeah. then you're like, right. Then you do go past them. And then you're like, fucking wing. Because <laughs> or something. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and then, sure. yeah. They're, yeah, they're totally in the wrong there. I get that. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, where do you stand on them? What's your? What, are you a cyclist kind of guy? Have you got a bike? Well, I don't have a bike. Yeah, I very rarely use it. To be honest, yeah, but I, mean, I do have a bike. 
Justice. What you what you get? What you what are you getting? All, what you been like that for? No, <laughs> well, just saying. No, no, you've done the. I, I feel like putting the boot in face. You've done that. No, 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 what's, no, what's no, 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 no. I haven't. No, look, I, look. My father was a is, is uh, love cycling, but he's he goes out and he smashes the ass out of it. I, I think if if you're going out and you're cycling, it's like running. Certain people go out running. I think you might as well walk, mate. Like it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah, and I do yeah. think that with certain people cycling. I think if they're going really slowly and it's just more of a social, just have a little walk down the park. Go to the pub. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What, what's your What's your belief? Where do you sit in this? It just depends on how I'm feeling, to be honest with you. Like, like sometimes I see a cyclist, I'm completely indifferent. I think, you know, it's a nice way to travel around, getting a bit of exercise. And other times I get stuck behind someone, I'm on my way to something, you know, like when you're in a rush or whatever, and you do hate them and wish that cycling was made illegal. But I just think that's... That's less down to the cyclist and it's down to what your frame of mind is, isn't it? Because, yeah. like, whether you like it or not, we are hardwired to be selfish. If you're a cyclist and that's how you get about, you think all drivers are arseholes and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and, I, I don't know. Sometimes cyclists piss me off. I do also know the impression I do have about them is that they're really fucking militant. Like, like what I mean by that is we're probably going to get some emails from them, like, you know, they're pretty strong-minded, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah I respect that about them. You know, one thing I respect about them, actually, is no matter They're who arses. they are... Uh, no, yeah, they literally don't all wear Lycra. The, mm. the confidence of them, I actually respect yeah. massively. Yeah. Like, they will literally bust a little bit of... Like, even if they're in the worst shape you can imagine, they'll bust a bit of Lycra yeah. for, for their hobby, for their love. And that yeah. I respect massively. Me too, me too. I actually think it's a, it's actually a form of body pride and acceptance that I really think we need more of in this world. Yeah. yeah. I've worn Lycra. Feels great. I wouldn't wear it out. So what, you just worn it around the house? No, I've worn it when we've done League of Own. We've done activities. Oh, right. I see. So yeah. right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I've put a pair of Ly- Lycra hot, like shorts on. I thought, these are nice. Couldn't, I'd never wear them. I'd never have the confidence to wear cycling wear out again. But no, but work, you're yeah. not cycling, are you? No, no. 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 So, so in what context... Would somebody, regardless of their confidence, want to wear that kind of lycra out and about? Well, no, because it just you feel all sort of stacked and feel nice in it. It does. You yeah, generally. I, feel... I'm sorry, I don't give a shit how ripped a bloke is. If I just see him walking around in lycra in the same way that somebody might wear a tracksuit, <laughs> that's unacceptable, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just think if you're happy and you know it, just fucking own it. Clap your buns in <laughs> yeah. a set of lycra. Go for it, man. Okay. Can do, yeah. uh, so I, I guess in answer to your question, um, Tom, your frustration could be justified. Uh, you don't need to sort your life out. I just think it depends on the circumstances. I also um, think, Tom, that, um, you know what? Sometimes in life, just like, just fucking just let it out, bro. Just let it out. What's that, man? Well, he's done it now. He's let it out. He's done an email. He's let it out. And I just think, good for you, man. He's, he's probably found his whole thing quite cathartic. So your your advice to the guy writing the email is write an email. <laughs> no, no, no. I just like you've done it now, and you probably feel a bit better. You know what I always think is quite good is when you drive past a cyclist, just look at them and think the fucking jokes on you, mate. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst bits of advice I've ever heard you say. But okay, time for one more, Tommy. Yeah, let's do one more, baby. This is from Danny. Yeah. Uh, he says, Dear Wolf, Alan Swan, first of all, I want to thank you for the podcast. It's genuinely been something that's got me and my wife through the tough times of lockdown. 
And I know a lot of people agree. Now, what I'm emailing for is of getting something, literally anything, signed by both the wolf and the owl. This is a gift to my wife, just because she's pretty fucking awesome. I'll add my address at the end of the scene. I don't want to read it out. An assumption that you sweet souls will do this. If, however, you do not, do not worry. We'll still love you both. Now is a story to hopefully earn the scribbles from you both. What would you have done in this situation? I work in boarding in a boarding kennels. This is for dogs and cats to stay while their owners are on holiday. People who haven't yet left their pet can, can come and look around to see if they like it. So one day a family came to look around. A warm day meant the woman had a vest up on. You would assume support underneath, but no. She also had a kid who was probably about one to one and a half. She carried this child around as I explained what our routine is, etc. Halfway around the viewing of the kennels, the child she was carrying pulled the mum's t-shirt down and so a, t- a titty popped out. It then sat there for the... <laughs> it then sat there for the rest of the viewing. Neither her, somehow didn't feel a breeze, or her husband realised... Jeez. <laughs> what would you have done in this situation? Stop the conversation midway and tell her, how do you tell someone their tit is hanging out? Jeez. Would love to hear what you would do. Uh, Danny, first of all, let me tell you this for nothing, brother. You are getting a signed thing. Yeah, we'll I'll get that yeah. for nothing. That's a signed vest up. Uh, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I'd tell them, mate. How, okay, talk, how would you say it? I just think I'd just go... <clears throat> Like, like this, and then just gesture towards it. You'd go what? I'd <clears throat> and just gesture towards it. Like in the same way, if they've got like a bit of ketchup on their face. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I have no respect for people who I've been out with a bogey hanging out my nose, and no one's told me, or a bit of fucking mayonnaise on my cheek, and no one's told me, and it's the fucking worst thing because you're just like one one person I'm with just go, mate. You, actually, Rom, you're very good at doing that to people. You will tell people. Uh, when have you seen me tell people? You've done it to me. When did I, what did I say? I told you on my mouth once and you went, right. I don't think that's the same as a woman, woman's titty hanging out. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is it's a lot more fucking chill, chill feelings. Everyone will be embarrassing for a minute for everyone because you've seen what's happened. She's not pulled it out herself or, you know, we'll, the situation is how it's happened. These are a complete accident. But yeah. the actual fact of like, for everyone involved, if she then gets into the car with her husband and her son, and then turns around and goes, oh, shit, fucking hell, my titty's hanging out. And then yeah. how long has that been there? And they're going, well, why didn't he say anything? Well, this is the thing that I would say, because the counter-argument to that is, how long's that been out there? You can kid yourself or try and sort of make yourself feel like this must have, maybe this just happened as I got into the car, right? Whereas if you say, I'm just, by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Right? If you say one of your boobies is showing, yeah. right? then they know that you've seen. Whereas, like, if you don't say anything, they get in the car and then the husband goes, oh, my God, one of your tits is out. Either it happened as they got into the car or it's been out and nobody noticed. Well, but also the fact, though, at any one time, my husband can look around and see it and then see that you've seen it. Like, do you, it's not like they're halfway through the tour, he says, right? Yeah. It's not the end of the tour. So at any point, it's like they can walk along and, like, fucking husband clocks it and then clocks that you're talking to them. I think this, put, cover your eyes and say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, your boob's hanging out. Yeah. Or just go, oh my God, oh my God. Just really sort of. Or turn your back and just go, I think, yeah, I think you need yeah. to, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. for the rest of the tour, I'm going to have my back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Readdress the situation. 
Mm. Or, or just okay. say, can I have a word with you, sir? And then just put, put him to one side and say, your wife's telling you something like that. Okay, what an insane thing. <laughs> like, like, what, like she's livestock? <laughs> no, no, but then you haven't no, you got... Tell her... the woman herself. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm just saying that that's a medium that you can break down the sort of embarrassment of having to say it yourself. Because then the husband can turn around and say... And the woman goes, oh, that, I'm so glad that that could have been embarrassing. But instead, they've gone over there to have a private conversation about how my titties hang out. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's going to be better coming from my husband than you. If you go, oh, um, like, I don't know, Mr. Dawson, if you just come over here, there's something that I want to show you. And then you take so you go, over. you go. So, so basically, you go, Mr. Dawson, there's something I need to talk to you about. I want yeah. something I want to show you. But I can't show you, madam, for some reason. No, just right? say you can't come near here with because you've got the kid with yeah. you. And then she goes, I wonder what they're talking about. And then her husband comes back and goes, by the way, one of your tits is hanging out. No, you just say to him, look, one of your wife's tits is hanging out. Right? Just tell her in a minute. Don't tell her right away. Tell her in a minute. Yeah. So then he goes back and says to her, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, then, and then the two of you, and then he, knowing that you know her titties hanging out, have to spend another minute walking around as if that situation's not happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like... Obviously, I've not fully, but that that's a good way for me. Well, yeah. You know, okay. If he said, "Oh, come in this room, Mister Dawson," you go in the room and go, okay, no, "This is really embarrassing for everyone involved." Yeah, Mrs. Dawson's titties hanging out. Um, if you don't tell her, uh, I'll hang around in this room. <laughs> okay. I put I, look from my point of view. I wouldn't say anything. That's you wouldn't my, say anything. No, I don't think I would. So what about if... I'm not saying it's right. I just think it's too difficult to broach that topic. I think I've given him two versions there. I mean, we're, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, think what the consumers think of this. Yeah, please email in wolfalpod at gmail.com. So let us know. Yeah. That's about it from us. I would describe this as quite a sedate one. We've done it in the evening. Tom and I are still recovering from Fridays. the hangover that was, uh, oh. yeah. Yeah, and the sort of morose performance of England. Um, okay, Tom. Right. Can you can you do us the honour of taking us out? Life is kind of like a beach, full of pebbles and little bits of sand intertwined in it with seaweed, and uh, sea that laps upon the pebbles and bits of sand and such. And every now and again, people turn up. And they will enjoy themselves there. They'll they'll have the most incredible day. The beach, however, is always there. It doesn't really realise that how amazing its day is. And people will often take a pebble from the beach and take it home. So they will remember how incredible their day has been at the beach. So every time they look at the pebble, they think, oh, that's the day we went to the beach. And we had this amazing day. Little do they ever think of the pebble and where it's come from and actually its place in the world might have been on that beach what i'm trying to say is we all have a place in the world some of us are on the beach and some of us are on country lanes and some of us are in cities and remember where you come from and who you are that might well be the worst one of these i've ever done <laughs> genuinely I have not, usually I've got a little incentive of something, that I, a spark in my head of what actually I'm going to say. This time, I have nothing. Do you, do you want to try again? I haven't got anything. Why don't I give you like a, I could give you a setup. Maybe you could try that. I don't know. 
I, I, you know when your brain is... Why don't I give you the first sentence? You know, you know, in many ways, Go on. life can be like a slightly undercooked sausage that's a little bit burnt on the outside. The truth of the matter is we'd eat it anyway. But if you've got a little bit of patience, you'll stand by the barbecue and you'll let those embers just die down just enough so the fire is rippling away and there's just this golden glow of coal and charcoal. And you will let that sausage brown side upon side and the middle will be cooked and it'll be perfect. The point of the matter is sometimes it's not worth rushing stuff because you'll only get food poisoning and diarrhea and a pretty shit sausage that will fill your teeth full of burnt charcoal <laughs> meat. It's worth waiting for that a little bit longer and seeing how glorious something can be. Stand by the fire, let it become embers and enjoy. Enjoy the splendor. <laughs> there we go. Something now that was that yeah. was good. That felt huh? okay. That felt okay. Yeah. That felt good. If I'm that honest with you, good. that was the first time we've had to tag team one of these. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I th- I think it worked out. I think it worked out I... in many ways. In many ways, your first attempt at it was the undercooked sausage. Yeah. Burn outside, yeah, 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 and yeah. then you stood by the barbecue a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. You allowed a friend to come over with a set of tongs. Yeah. And sort of turn it for you a little bit. Well, no, yeah. I mean, in all fairness, you probably pulled the sausage out and put it on the barbecue. And I said, let me, I think I've got this now. Mm. I think I've got this. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you, my friend. No problem. Um, No problem. Uh, Well, listen, guys, thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed us for what I would describe a a, a slightly more relaxed edition of The Wolf and Owl. Um, We like to mix up the pace. Yeah. We like to mix up the face yeah. of what we do uh, to deliver to you what we hope is an enriching and rewarding experience. Take care of yourselves. And each other. Remember that life is fleeting, but your heart keeps beating. And for that, we should be forever grateful. Or at least until it stops and you die. Take care well, from the wolf and, and the, the owl. owl. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.